All right, let's talk some tennis now. Brett Connors on the line, and Brett, this isn't uh, exactly a Money Mitch Effect episode. It's something we're going to try to do for all the uh, Grand Slams and the Premier events. Catch a little lines with you guys, Brett. Thanks for joining. Money, how are you today, man? What's going on? I'm good, and I think this idea is good. We're going to try to do 20 minutes here. We're going to try to just touch on uh, Indian Wells recap that and then talk about the Miami Open and I think we should try to do this for every Grand Slam and Premier event I think that's a reasonable schedule because we know there's a lot to bet on in tennis but especially these big tournaments it's really exciting for us yeah man for sure and uh, it seems like the, the sites seem to favor these events more they put the lines out a little earlier and, and uh, they give you the quarters you know sometimes the, the odds to win a quarter so it's definitely cool and definitely we have enough uh, content to work with well, let's look back a little bit at Indian Wells because we saw two first-time Masters champions. The men's was Dominic Team, The women's was Andrescu, who was a wild card. Don't want to even want to get into what her odds to win this tournament were because they were just absurd. But Team was about 66-1. to 1. And uh, both were pretty downright shocking, to say the least. Team coming into the, mat, coming into the tournament, Brett, with a 3-4 and four record on the gear. I learned a lot about this tournament, but I'll tell you right off the bat, the three things I learned involved the big three. One being that Federer's not exactly a lock against these top ten guys anymore like he used to be. Seems like he gets to the finals, but he's not a lock in them, regardless of who he's playing, if they're top ten, top fifteen talent. Nadal we just can't trust on hard courts anymore. He pulled out of that semifinal matchup against Federer. And Djokovic is at that stage, I think, in his career, Brett, where we just have to wonder how tuned in he's going to be for anything that's not a major. So those are my three big takeaways. I want to give credit to the team, but I came away learning that these tournaments might be a lot more wide open than we're used to. Yeah, it definitely seems like we've kind of moved past that era of where it's the big four for sure. I almost think team was more surprising than Andrescu mm. because <laughs> yeah. when we talked last week, and I think we even said like he's a fourth, you know, fourth round or quarter final or something at best, and he shocked us all and played really well. Yeah, Fed. I think Fed got almost like a little unlucky. Everyone thought he got lucky by Nadal pulling out, but I think maybe he would have liked to play that match almost just to keep his rhythm going. And he had had such an easy road up until that point that I think Team was such a, a higher caliber player than anyone else he had played so far that he wasn't kind of in a rhythm for that match. Yeah, I mean, he was right there, 7-5 in the third set, but that's a good point, and I think that's something that kind of gets glossed over. We talk about his age and, and how he isn't quite as good as that you know gold standard he had set, but he's a guy that I think thrives in the rhythm. Last year, even so, I mean, he didn't play as much tennis, and that might have hurt him at times in Wimbledon and other tournaments that he struggled but, yeah, I, I think if he would have got by Nadal, which it looked like he would have, it would have been a little better for him going into playing against team. But, you know, Brett, this is what we've been waiting on. Uh, players in their 20s in any sport are supposed to just come up, you know, play with that raw power and just hit the older guys off the court. So, well, it was a little surprising for sure. I think it's good to see that finally somebody younger is doing what young athletes are supposed to do to these old veterans. And I thought it was interesting that he kind of – used a little bit of Nadal's tactic when Nadal used to hit that heavy, heavy, you know, shots to Fed's backhand to try and get it to bounce up high. The courts in Indian Wells were a little slower. They were bouncing a little higher, which I think favored team, and, and he used that tactic to his advantage. Nadal just can't finish these tournaments. It's crazy that we had another withdrawal uh, from him. And, and and I know Djokovic lost to Cole Schreiber. We don't really know what happened there. He loses in straight sets. Cole Schreiber then gets destroyed by Monfils, who ended up retiring. 
But I just, just to kind of hammer back that Djokovic point, I don't think he cares as much, if if that much at all, about tournaments that aren't majors. Like I think that's the goal now. He's accomplished everything else he needs to. Obviously, he deserves to be the favorite in the Miami Open, and he, and he should be. But I don't know that he's going to be looking to make sure he dominates the field in these events like he used to. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think maybe you're right. I mean, he's obviously going to try and catch Fed for the majors and, and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, I think he'd almost have a chance to catch the overall titles if he just keeps going. I think he's at 70 or 70-something. So, I think you're maybe right a little bit, but I don't think he likes losing to, like, Philip Kohlschreiber, yeah. you know? So, like, as much as he's maybe not focused as he is on the slams, he's still not going to want to lose to guys who, you know, he knows he's better than. So that was that was a little bit of a head scratcher. I mean, I think we called Kohlschreiber beating Kyrgios. Everyone was looking forward to that, but I was a little bit stunned when he, when he lost that way. On the other side, just want to touch on Andrescu. It's, it was a great run. Um, you know, last year, we've, we've seen all these different champions in a row. I think it's up to six or seven now in Indian Wells for the women. And it was a great run. It was something that, you know, obviously is going to propel her into the top 30 or so. I don't know that it definitely sets her up for future success. We've just seen, and I don't want to take anything away from her, but we just see these women's players, especially in, in Indian Wells, just kind of get on these heat check runs. And all credit to her, she beat some top flight talent. But I don't know. I mean, she's got to come back and play Kerber early in this tournament, too, if she advances. So there's no guarantee that it's going to be just a ride to the top for her. No, man. I mean, I think. I mean, I, I almost think she might lose. If she doesn't pull out tomorrow from, like, complete exhaustion, she might lose to Bagoo in the first round. That might not be worth uh, it might be worth a little fiver plus 240. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's young. She's young, man. She's, she might have a week off here, a week off. But she's definitely going to be, like, a good player for a long time. She's interesting because her game is cool. Like, she's kind of funky and mixes it up and throws in the slice forehand and – so many of the players kind of just play one way. So if you're able to mix it up a little bit and throw them something that they're not used to seeing, then, you know, you, you got a shot to win a lot of matches. Yeah, went to uh, battle, too. Didn't didn't really get it handed to her. Svitolina and Kerber matches were just wars. So props to her. Let's look at the overall odds to win this tournament before we look at the draw really quick, catch some more lines here. And, and Brett, I look at the women's side. We can start there with another Masters tournament and another tournament where Serena Williams is the favorite, which... It's crazy again to me because she hasn't really looked anything like a favorite in recent memory. Pulling out against Muguruza, Muguruza due to this virus that I guess had been going on in Indian Wells. Osaka is the second favorite. She didn't look very good against uh, against uh, Benchich in that match she lost. These are about plus 600, plus 700. Then you have Halep at plus 800, Kerber at plus 900, Svitolina at plus 1200. So there is again another opportunity, Brett, to... if to actually bet on the favorite and get some value. The men's game doesn't really offer this, but now that Serena's kind of come back to the pack, still a slight favorite, there's some good value here in picking one of the top players on the women's tour. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're going to put a couple bets down on someone to win the tournaments, definitely on the women's side. I just think it's one of those things where, like, if it wasn't Serena as the favorite, like, who would you make the favorite? You know, it's almost a toss-up between three or four different names. So, I think that's an easy, you know, an easy one to make a favorite of. So, I don't know. Svitolina has been playing pretty consistent. I mean, she's always kind of consistent, and then kind of, well, you know, falls in the semis or quarters of these big tournaments. But maybe Halep be interesting to see how she does. You know, I don't know. The women are so tough. It's just, it's just whoever gets hot this week and, and win their first couple rounds. 
I got burned by Sloan last week. She's plus 1,800. She's the defending champ. A girl like Sabalenka is at plus 2,000. Well, it's a tough match to Kerber. you got to also think maybe who's coming in fresh. It might be better to have lost a little earlier, as crazy as that sounds, at Indian Wells. And totally. I, do th- I do think totally. it, was, it was good to see Muguruza playing better. I know she didn't get as far as she should have, but plus 2,200, I mean, she's showing signs. And then, of course, this race now for number one, where you have about six women. Sloan can't get there because she's defending all these points, but Kvitova's close. She's plus 1,400. Svitolina's in the hunt. Even Halep, as we mentioned. So uh, I think this is going to be a fascinating event. I would say, though, that I like Osaka out of all this because she's playing on a familiar surface. And remember last year, she was the same thing you outlined with Andrescu. Kind of a little exhausted. Had to come back after Indian Wells and beat Serena and then gets Fidelina right away. So the rankings hadn't kicked in yet. So I think her refreshed in Miami might be something to look at. I think you're right, though. I think people who maybe lost early in Indian Wells and have to go, you know, make the trip down there and play these tough tournaments back-to-back, it might actually favor them to have a little more prep time going into the week. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting with Osaka, just with all the stuff. I know there was an article that came out that talked about her dad with some of the yeah. coaching stuff when she, was, when she was growing up in Florida. So she's got a lot of stuff going on, like, off the court. So for a young player like her, especially her, who's kind of like an introvert, kind of quiet and shy, it'll be interesting to see if she can handle it and, you know, how she how she deals with it all because – in her mind, she probably just wants to go deal with the tennis. But now, with all the success, she has all these other things kind of coming into it that get a little bit, uh, a little tough to deal with. Yeah, no, I agree. And looking at the men's side, though, Brett, I think we're. I mean, obviously, Federer, and Djokovic—they're the two overwhelming favorites. Joker at plus one forty or so, Fed about plus three thirty. Then it balloons up. Milos Zverev, both around plus fourteen hundred. Nishikori team at plus eighteen hundred. Then you're over the plus three thousands. I think this is one where it is definitely worth throwing a little, sprinkling a little on a, on a long shot based on what we've seen. Djokovic winning is the most likely outcome, but it's very possible that you could get a, an underdog that makes a run like Team did. So I, I think it's absolutely worth a, a shot on a long, a dark horse, a, an underdog here. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think the guy who should benefit from maybe losing early last week and, and getting some extra rest is Vera. He's like 14 or 15 to one. Yep, so, I mean, year. I wanted to say, yeah, I wanted to say he likes the surface, but they move venues and it's like a completely different court now. So we'll have to see how he does there. But, and then on the flip, if you want to say, I like Kitsipas. I mean, mm. he's 38 to one and I think he's in Zverev's section. So Zverev continues not being consistent. Maybe Kitsipas is the guy who can kind of take over that section and, you know, make the semis and, and have a chance to win. Could be a curious heat check time. You know, he had a bad tournament last time. Maybe he does a little better this time. Uh, certain players I'm still tuned off on. Nishikori just, you know, continually loses the players that are subpar. That's not going to get it done. Uh, and then and then also I would say Sh- uh, Shapovalov. I mean, another one where he, he has a great win against Chilich but just can't follow it up. I'm still struggling to see that he can run through the jaw, the draw. I, I do kind of like catching off, though. I know he, he blew his chance against Nadal, but, you know, we talked about how he switched back to, you know, his old Wilson rackets, and he had been play, played a lot better in this tournament, getting to the quarterfinals. Plus 5,000 might be worth something because he looked like he could be back on track. For sure, man. I mean, he seems to have gotten himself righted after having a little slump, the post-Paris slump that the players have gotten the last couple of years. Stan's actually back in the rankings. I know he's got a tough draw, but he's like finally ranked. I think he's 30th in the seeding. Mm-hmm. 
Medvedev's another interesting guy. He's 85 to 1, I think. I mean, he made a little run here. I think he beat Titsy Pops in that famous match last year where they kind of had some uh, some choice words for each other. He's a guy to look at. Yeah, I just I don't know if I can fully trust Shappy yet because it's just, you know, part of what we look at is I know that it's the curious factor of can you beat the top guys, but you've got to be able to follow up big wins, and, and, and we saw certain guys unable to do that, so. Um, yeah, Sitsipas, this might yeah. be it. I mean, he ran into Felix, the guy that kind of had his number in juniors, and that doesn't appear to be the case this time. Let's look at the draw a little bit, Brett, though. Um, Djokovic in the top cool. seed. Looking at a potential quarterfinal, I mean, obviously he has to get there this time, but if he does get to the quarterfinal, you have Milos, you have Isner, Isner the defending champ, Kyle Edmund. I think him playing in the quarters, a Milos or Isner, as boring as they can be at times, might give Joker a little more trouble than he wants. Just a big server like that that can kind of get him out of his rhythm. So that could be the first place where I see him maybe being vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though. Like it's like we talked last week before. We're like, he had a couple kind of funky losses, you know, in the fall where you just kind of shook your head like the catching off and straight. And then he loses to Cole Schreiber. So, I mean, I don't know. Not that he's – I mean, he's definitely better than Tomek and Burdick, but if he has to play one of those guys – I mean, Burdick is a big guy who can hit him off the court. I don't know. Maybe you got to just kind of keep an eye on him for every match. But he's still the face. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'll try and bounce back after the fourth point last week. I would say I would say another uh, fiver opportunity, just throwing that out there. Uh, if it does happen in the third round, maybe a little tired Dominic team taking on a guy you're pretty high on, Fusevich. We'll see what the odds are. Yeah. I just think it's possible that that upset could happen. This is a weird section because you have that, and then you have Monfils, who who knows what his status is going to be after that freak. Or, or looked like it was kind of a freak injury with his Achilles, which is very serious. Yeah, yeah, Achilles is is a serious one. Fuksovic has been playing good, man. He hits the ball hard, and he's been winning a lot of the matches. You know, he should, and then he's been popping up and beating some guys better than him. So, I mean, if team gets there and he gets there, that'd definitely be one to circle and, and, uh, and maybe worth putting some on the underdog. Kyrgios and Nishikori in the third round could be very fun. Interested to see what that spread is. I think you could have some value on Kyrgios, but the odds makers might actually make that more even because I could see that being one where they're not quite sure what to do. And the winner of that, I want to see play Koric in the fourth round because I think that could be another fun match, Kyrgios or Nishikori versus George. So I think that's something where maybe the most fun section, at least early on, is this fourth one. Yeah, man. It'll be interesting to see uh, how George does. He, he kind of uh, went out a little early defending all those points in Indian Wells. So that section looks like he could do some damage, but that would be a fun one if it would be him. I'm curious. You throwing money on whoever advances in the first round between Lopez and Pear against Dimitrov? Because I feel like there's a good chance that they can just keep it going. I don't know what's up with Dimmy. I don't even know what to make of him. He's almost like I can't even touch any match with him just because he's so hot and cold, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Catching off in that section, too. Catching off Demi would be interesting if it happened. Do you think Stan has any chance against Fed this time around? I know Fed kind of handled him, but they're going to meet most likely in the third round again. So um, is he turning that corner yet? Yeah. Will he ever get there? I mean, it was it was not like a lopsided beatdown, but Fed plays so efficient that when he gets the break, he can just ride it to the finish line. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would – take fed if i had to say right now but i don't know fed had to fly and he played five matches and you know it's he's still older and blah 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 so would you be surprised if stan pushed him to three or you know maybe yeah. even won it 
I think Stan could do it. I don't, you know, I don't think it'll happen, but he definitely could. Well, and I look at the bottom section there, and I think obviously we're looking, can it be Sitsipas versus maybe Shappy? I don't know, with Chilich, that's going to be a rematch maybe in the third round. Can Shappy keep it going? Shappy Sitsipas would be a fun fourth round matchup, and potentially that quarterfinal matchup with Zverev, like we said. Although I will throw out there, I know TFO's looked like garbage, but he's beaten Zverev before, and if Zverev uh, is struggling and TFO gets a little momentum in that first round match, it could be a value one to look at, too. So I think there's a lot of fun potential with this draw. But, Brett, I'll ask you at the bottom of that draw, any matchups you want to see or think could be maybe uh, some high-quality tennis? Yeah, I think you're right. Shappy Titsy would be great, just the two one-handed backhand guys going at it. Zverev Titsy would be fun. I just think with Tiafo, I don't know, man. I just think he reached, such in his mind, such a high at the Australian Open. That he's kind of like lost focus or, you know, is dealing with some distractions. I don't know. I mean, I like his game a lot. I just think he needs to get back on track. He needs to win a round or two to kind of get his feet underneath him. So if he could get to that match with Zverev, then, you know, see how he does. Yeah, I think part of that's just maybe betting against Zverev and how he's looking. Because a lot of guys get upset in tennis. But, I mean, the way he looked was just awful. So, all right, Brett, some picks for some semis and maybe a champion. You got that in you? I think so. I'll take Joker. I think Joker's going to get there. And then I think it's going to be Fed on the other side. You go first, dude. I'll go Joker into the semis against, I will say, that other semifinalist is Kyrgios. I think he makes his run here. I think then I'll put Fed back into the semis. I'll go, you know what, I will go Sitsipas there. I'm kind of counting on him a lot. And I think Joker bounces back, wins Miami, sets the record for Miami's over Sitsipas. That's the final. Okay, Joker over Sitsipas. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take Joker and Chorich in the semi. And then I will take Sitsipas. He'd get fed in the semi, right? Yeah. Okay, and then I'll take uh, I'll take Joker over fed. Okay. I'll be boring. Yeah, well, if I'm look, also looking, I want to see Joker Kyrgios. It's funny if they would play in the semis when it was on a platter at Indian Wells. But Sitsi Federer could be another little, another little rivalry this year. That'd be the third time they've played. So, and I would like to see that uh, on yeah. the on the women's side before we get to some individual matchups to start going. Brett, there's some fun potential early round matchups. I look at a fourth round potential battle between Mugu and Osaka can be fun because Osaka actually did as much as we kind of bagged on her a little bit. She had a pretty solid showing at Indian Wells. That could be a very interesting matchup that I'm looking forward to, as well as in that second section, a rematch between Kerber and Sabalenka. Now, I know Andrescu is kind of in that in that mix, too, as a defending Indian Wells champ, but I want to see Kerber-Sabalenka round, too, because that might have been the best women's match of that tournament. Yeah, that was pretty good. I definitely think Mugu's like starting to hopefully pull it together. She really looked bad when she finally lost, though. I think she lost it pretty badly. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, her and, and Osaka would be kind of interesting just to kind of see where their games are at, you know, to have like a big championship matchup like that between two Grand Slam winners. Serena would get Svitolina, right, in like the quarters, I yeah. think. That'd be interesting. That'd be kind of a fun one to see. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how Hallett does, see how she bounces back. 
she's in that side of the draw with Serena. I think there's a good so, chance Azarenka could make a run at least to the fourth round just on how kind of weak her draw is. She plays Sibylkova in the first mm-hmm. round. Garcia, who's been terrible this year, still seated 19th. Gurgis, who I think is beatable. And then, I mean, then you get to Kvitova in the fourth round where I think it ends there. But uh, I think Azarenka could absolutely get to the fourth round. She's won this tournament before, so a couple of times, so she knows how to play well here. Yeah, I mean, and she looked good in um, Acapulco a couple weeks ago. Like, she really looked good, and then she got a tough draw in um, Indian Wells. But I really like for her to get back into the game. It's cool that she's a mom, and she's gone through all of her stuff and made her way back. She won the uh, doubles title, I think, which was kind of neat in Acapulco. But, yeah, I mean, it's just you can almost throw all these names in a hat every week and shake it up, and every time it would be different, you know? <laughs> I like it's betting hard, on the underdogs, though. I know I do like betting on the underdogs yeah. for that very reason. You know, and, and like, I look at it like, a, like this fourth section with Madison Keys in there. She's a 17 seed and hasn't really played good at all. I don't know who it's yeah. going to be, Stozer or Rodina. It's worth maybe sprinkling a little because Keys has looked so bad since coming back from surgery. You know, in that in that same vein, there's a player in this section in Pavley who's the 31 seed who could maybe surprise some people, could absolutely surprise Burton's in the third round. So you've got to look at, I guess, like yeah. we were kind of agreeing, those value bets and see who's played a little early in the first couple matchups and who can maybe push it and keep it going. Um I think, I mean, I think yeah. seeding, I think seeding makes a huge factor because you look down the draw. Ostapenko would have to play Von Sova again in the second round, and we remember that matchup going. Uh, we were on the wrong side of that one, but going three sets and being a Von Sova victory. She's someone that was so close to the semifinals. Looks like she's kind of turning a corner. But I just, I, I look at these potential matchups and think, where can I find the best value? Where can I find an underdog or a low seed? to really make a run so um we're gonna have our work cut out with yeah. cut out for us early definitely man i mean like you mentioned pavy i think she just recently got fired her coach or might have gotten rid of her coach so it's always the coaching uh, carousel going on but if yeah for definite value you definitely want to bet underdogs in the wta it just seems to be like more seeds lose early on that side than on the men um and maybe it's a little more predictable on the women's side than the men do you have your specific semifinals picked? I can lead off if you want me to I think get the ball rolling. Yeah, go for it if you want. I have an idea, but you go first. Okay, I will say Osaka gets to the semis where she plays Ash Barty. like her getting there. I'm riding that train. I think it's a good section. She just lost a close one to Svitolina. Could have gone either way, but I think she can get to the semis there. Kvitova too I mean I'm a huge fan also but in America she hasn't had her best successes in North America so that might be something to kind of monitor there uh, the other semi-final I will say <laughs> I don't I keep I keep having I guess pick Sloan by default but I like her to get to the semis and face Halep and I'll say the final is I'll say the final is Halep and Osaka with Halep winning. So I'm going to go Halep over okay. Osaka, um, which would put her back into number one in the world. Um, but that's what I'm going to go with. All right. I like Halep. I'll agree with you on that. But she's going to play Serena. Serena's going to beat her. Okay. And in the top section, I like Mugu. I'm going to disagree. I think that all the stuff that's going on with Osaka is just 
just going to be too much off the court for it right now. So who goes and to, then, uh, yeah, who plays Halep in the, or who plays Serena in the semis? Oh, wait, Halep's in the same section, right? Mm-hmm. I will say. You get that Sloan matchup we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, it's hard to bet Sloan <laughs> after how so she hard. looked last week, man. So hard to, yeah. So hard. I'm going to say Pliskova. Pliskova. Okay. Hmm. Miss Aussie rematch. And then Mugu versus Barty. I like your Barty call. And then I think it'll be Serena over Mugu okay. in the final. Okay. Serena <laughs> back. Yeah, why not, why not right? To be beating Mugu. To keep in, in picking final. it. I know. I, I want to. Oh, and it's been uh, 13, 13 different winners, right? So Serena would make 14. Yeah, yeah, she would. I wanted, or Mugu. Or Mugu. <laughs> I wanted to pick Barty, but to go to the final. I just don't know. If she's ready yet, it feels like, and you know how this works. Like we, we were always too early on our picks and then they just win. Then they just win a big tournament. So we're never on time with this. It's always like, we like this player. We're either too afraid to pick them and they win it all. Or we pick them a couple of tournaments too early. So. For sure, man. I mean, Barty seems like it's time for her. They've been kind of talking about her for a while. She's been more consistent and, you know, she is the best volleyer maybe on tour and all that stuff. So I think it's definitely time for her to maybe take that next step. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you guys go with some of our best daily bet picks for the next couple of days that are posted already. Brett, did you have any that jumped out at you uh, just to start? I know it got rained out today, so there's still some qualifying going on. But any daily bets for Wednesday, Thursday that you really like? I'm looking at them right now. I mean, I kind of like Gojo minus one fifty over Del Bonus. Kind of jumped out. You're really um, scraping the bottom of the barrel early in this tournament, so you know. For you're, sure, you're I mean, like, well, a tennis fan, if you <laughs> make if you make those bets, yeah. I mean, everything else seems to be kind of big lines. Um, I just want to say, what do you one think? Thing. Yeah, I want to say one thing off the top, and I love the kid playing, but when you see a match, especially qualifying or before the tournament started, Felix is a minus five thirty eight favorite against Paolo Lorenzi. <laughs> Now I know we all expect Felix to win, but you can get plus four thirty three on Lorenzi. Just throw five bucks on it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's like absurdly. For sure, man. That was you the definitely one... don't want to have to lay those odds. No, and it's like Albert Kruger. I'm looking at that too. Kruger is plus four fifty against Radu Albert, who knew no one knew existed before a month ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just that. That's kind of yeah. insane to me. Um, I would say if you're looking at a favorite to maybe parlay with something. I do like Rublev for Antangelo. Rublev's minus 211. Maybe see if you can parlay that with something uh, on the men's side. Um, you know, it might be it might be worth looking at uh, at Nicholas Jerry plus 141 against Shardy as well. Could be some value there. Yeah. So those are the ones that I looked at. And then the maybe, maybe Lopez over pair man pair is so inconsistent and lopez like i feel like the spanish players sometimes do good in miami they got the like the local crowd usually is, is pretty good for them so i don't know that's a pick on that might be worth something just because pair is so bad sometimes it's just almost a bet against pair instead of a bet on lopez yeah absolutely and are there any other um i guess we could look at some of the women's matches as well too uh before we yeah. wrap this up but the one that stood out to me had one in particular, looked at the lines and thought, okay, this could be worth it, um, would be, let me pull this up right here. Uh, maybe, are we ready to say if, what Coco Goff's going to look like? Because she's plus 156, yeah. and it might be worth looking at against Katie McNally. I know she's super young, but 
this is by all accounts the next big thing in American women's tennis. So I would look at that one. Yeah, I think so. Also, I mean, I know that Petkovic's like plus 240. So it might not be too bad. And you mentioned, um, mentioned Andrescu going for uh, Begu maybe at plus 236 or so. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I love that. I mean, if I like Begu over Andrescu just because she's, that's the most tennis she's probably ever played in a week, and she won the biggest tournament she's ever won, and she has to travel. And what about your girl Van Utvink, minus 138, keeping it going? Oh, always like, always like that. Always like Van Utvank, and then also Laura Siegeman is minus 125. That's not bad. And then Maria Sakari minus 140 might not be bad. Yeah, that could and be. I like more matches on the women's side than I do on the men's side for the first day or two. Yeah, should be fun to see. Well, Brett, this was fun. Hope everybody out there liked going over the lines with us here. This was fun. We're going to have to do this every time uh, to get you going for these tournaments. So I'm pretty excited by what the tournament's going to look forward to. Should be uh, should be a fun one in Miami where we might see yet another champion on both sides for the first time this year. Yeah, man, looking looking forward to it. It should be uh, another good week of hardcore tennis before we shift to the clay and uh, and, and the long matches over there. So uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely, Brett Connors. This was fun. Thanks everybody out there for listening. Until next time, okay. keep enjoying tennis, and we will see what happens in Miami at the Miami Open.